Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Friends of the Show. I am your host, Stephen W. Skinner. This is a podcast where I get to know some of the funniest and most interesting folks on Twitter. They are the friends of the show. This week's friend is Kellen Schneider at Captain Calvis on Twitter. Kellen is a very funny and nice young fellow who is moving to L.A. to pursue his dreams of working in comedy. We have a great chat, and as a bonus, you'll enjoy his warm, soothing voice. This episode brought to you by Milk. Get that dairy up in ya. Friends of the Show, episode 21, with Captain Calvis, right now. If it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. Mark Twain. eat those frogs so thank eat you those frogs <laughs> thank you very much kellen for providing that quote from mark twain that's the guy right he's a writer yeah he's a he's a writer he's known uh formerly as mark twain but also he used to be uh samuel clements i believe born in hannibal missouri oh pseudonym guy he's a pseudonym <laughs> guy he was cool um well i should uh, introduce you this week's guest is kellen schneider aka at captain calvis on twitter welcome thank you man i'm excited to be here this is exciting it is very exciting and the listeners should also be very excited because kellen is a very cool young hip dude uh originally from iowa i believe and yes, the correct. internet uh who has a lot of funny jokes and content out there he, he does funny tweets and also longer form writing on funny or die everyone check it out link in the show notes uh and i believe he'll be moving to la to pursue his dream of making comedy full-time and i am very excited and wish him all the best in his new chapter of his life the short hair period i call it yeah it is the short hair period it's uh i transitioned out of the long hair period of my life which we all go through of course and then now i'm in the short hair period which honestly has nothing to do with the move and just everything to do with i got a bad haircut and decided to start over oh is that what happened because i was yeah, i'd always yeah. known you as <laughs> long hair guy because you had had longer hair sort of i did uh, i did just and past then, shoulder length i'd say right is that uh yeah yeah that's true that's, that's correct that's I had shoulder you length hair. It, yeah i went into the salon and or the shop or whatever it was uh whatever you'd like to call it and I said I would like half an inch off, and they took two and a half inches off, which brought it up to the length of like a a child actress from the nineties, right. with a like that wore overalls and striped shirts. Like that's the length of hair that I had. That's an awkward length. Yeah, and especially because I'm not a child actress uh, anymore. Which, anymore, nor was I. I was an actor. <laughs> right. And then. I was like, well, I can't rock this because I don't have any overalls and I need people to take me seriously and not like rub rub my head and say, good job. You know, what was it? Punky Brewster, right? Punky Isn't Brewster. That? Yeah, I think that's who you're thinking of. That's who I'm thinking of. I think I, I, think I just got scared that I was going to become Punky Brewster. And so I shaved it all off for social capital. I did it on Facebook Live and scared a lot of people, I think. You did? Uh, <laughs> you, yeah. you live streamed your haircut. I did, and I didn't say what I was doing, so people just logged on oh and then freaked my. out. And I, yeah. tried to, I tried to warn my mother, and she didn't answer, and so she saw it later. <laughs> oh, she saw it on the replay? Yeah, she did. 
All right. Well, we uh, were probably, you know, in jovial spirits. It wasn't like you were just complete in complete silence. Just or was it? exactly exactly. <laughs> no, I was I was joking and smiling and it was definitely not a cry for help for anybody that is still concerned about me. Right. It wasn't a Britney Spears. It was just a just a bad haircut fix. It was a bad haircut. And I wanted to I, I love doing stuff like that. Just like going for it and saying because like it's hair like it for me. I'm lucky in that society doesn't make me have long hair. Like I, I don't have to worry about that. So I got, I got the privilege of shaving it off on Facebook live and doing it and just saying, you know what, I'm going to suffer the reper- repercussions of this. Well, I think you look great with your short hair. Well, thank you, Steven. I did it exclusively for your, well, it's not, I know so. that's not important, but I'm just giving <laughs> my two cents as the host of the podcast. How long did you have long hair for? Like two and a half years. I, years. Uh, I started growing it around January, I think, of 2015, maybe earlier than that, and then finished up this summer. So, Wow, you had a good run. You had it was a, good a great run. run. What was the best part about having uh, long hair? I think it was cool because you could do so much with it. And it made, you know what? No, screw that. I Take that off the, off the, off the charts. The best part was what, that it looked cool when I wore hats. Straight uh, up. Yeah, right. It just That's like, it. sticking out the back everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked, and now I can't wear hats. I can't. I look dumb. You can't wear hats. You look like a little baby. <laughs> I look like a. I look like a weird, big-headed baby. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's unfortunate, but yeah, that is fun. Like whipping it around, I imagine would be pretty fun. It was cool. Yeah. It, it sucked when any sort of wind picked up though. Cause it was in your mouth. In instantly. your mouth. Oh yeah. And when you're finding uh, hairs around, they're the extra long ones. It's I'm <laughs> still finding them. I'm still finding my own hair. Still pulling long ones out of like your socks. Yes. Well, and that's because I was putting my socks on my head. Yeah. So it's that's a weird place to do it, but I know that you do that. You have a weird thing about that, but it's uh (laughs) now no more only short hair for you moving forward are you gonna try to get back to it one day i think i'm gonna go without a haircut until i have long hair again i think is what i'm doing oh that's the new this is the new cycle (laughs) yeah i think this is every two and a half years i i get a bad haircut and then i shave my head and start over and i and i scare everyone (laughs) everybody's worried about me for a period of time you're gonna have to go back to that place shout out to that barbershop we're exactly. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey, please take half an inch <laughs> off and layer it. And she's gonna say, absolutely not. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. She pulls <laughs> out the bowl and she's like, here we go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we got to, to the bottom of your hairstyle. Thank you for that uh, absolutely. information. Anytime. Yes. And now let's jump right into your story, your tale of woe, which got a great uh, numerical title. So the title of your story is. Three tequila shots, two yes. Italian women, and one dead train. Yes, and it's uh, it's very cryptic. You know, you gotta you gotta draw the the listener in. That know? is very good. It's almost like sort of like the tagline of a movie poster. Oh my gosh, that's what it is. That's totally what it is of this event. Yes. So hit us with this story. All right, let's do it. So summer of let's see, I think 2014. I was studying abroad in Berlin, Germany. And I did not want to be there. I, I was way outside my comfort zone. I'm a Midwestern boy. Uh, I liked being in the Midwest, the United States of America. And I had just moved all the way to Nashville, Tennessee. And that was enough for my comfort zone. But my parents were like, you're going to Germany. You're going to love this life experience. And you're going to thank us for this. And I was like, I don't know about any of that. But <laughs> I don't have any say in this uh, because you guys are in charge of it. So fine, I'll go. Plus, I mean, I was, I was at least logical enough to know that like, 
if somebody was going to send me to Germany, I was going to go. Like, At least there no, there's like, that, because I know a couple of people who have, you know, passed on life experiences like that, and then later they grow up to regret it. They not only grow up to regret it, Stephen, but they also grow up to not have a story to tell on a podcast. So yeah, and they know, miss out on all other the the other extra extrapolaneous. <laughs> I'm not sure what <laughs> word I was looking for. Extrapolaneous. Uh, uh, I'm not trying exactly to extrapolate uh, life experience from this event. Exactly. So I'm in Germany, and um, I, in Germany, the drinking age is 18. I, at that time in my life, was not a big fan of alcohol. I hadn't really had any experience with it. was a real clean young man. And so I was in Germany and I wasn't really drinking a whole lot. I was just kind of going around eating a lot of food. We're talking a lot of sausage. We're talking a lot of cheeses. And we're talking a lot of pretzels. But we are not talking a lot of alcohol. Until it's my second to last weekend in Germany of the whole month. And uh, I was studying at a, an international school where people could come and study the German language. And you're in an international school, so it's people from all over. And a lot of, and it, it was actually a really cool experience because you realize just how behind Americans are being uh, monolingual and everybody else is on their second or third language, you know? Uh, yes, and so yeah. I felt just so stupid. But we met these uh, amazing people and we went and they had invited uh, a few of us Americans to come play volleyball with them. Then afterwards, we went out. And I was like, okay, this is a little bit of pressure now. Like, how do I explain to these people I don't want to drink? And these two beautiful Italian women uh, of my age, probably at that time, 19, 20-ish, I'm 18 at the time, I think, are like, you should drink. And I was like, I'm not a big drinker. And anybody who's not a big drinker knows if you say that, that makes people want to make you drink more. There's like some like pride in making <clears throat> the, the non-drinker yes, drink, which is like a weird, weird a pride thing. thing. Yes, it's a weird thing. And I don't know what it is, but I guess it's just sort of like, are you with us or against us? Yeah, it's a weird divide. And so I was like, I was young, I was impressionable. And they were like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do a shot of tequila. And I was like, I don't know a lot about alcohol, but I do know that tequila is the one drink that you should not drink if you don't drink very often. Yes, and especially, I would say, abroad in a strange situation, maybe. Yeah, we, and, and, and it, it impairs your judgment, which we'll hear about in a second. And so, uh, but I'm under the influence of two beautiful Italian women who are telling me that I'm going to drink. And I remember earnestly looking at them and being like, will it get me drunk? And they were like, no, you're going to be fine. I was like, okay. Because I knew that being drunk would impair my judgment. And I was a, a good ways away from my house where I was staying in a foreign country. And so uh, they they charmingly enough bought, bought me one shot of tequila and I took it and I was like okay I don't feel horrible that tasted absolutely disgusting but okay cool and I did this all for like the, the like social capital of like if I do this these beautiful women will think I'm cool right uh, of course the age old dilemma yeah exactly so I take I take the shot and they start speaking in Italian and I was like that means that I've won them over and they're giggling and whatever and they look at me and they're like do you have a girlfriend and I was like I do not and I'm like this is good I've seen enough movies and not lived it but seen enough movies to know this is good and so they're like well do you want to do another shot and I was like yeah sure okay one didn't get me drunk two can't get me drunk and at this point I am clearly not so yeah, because yeah. I, my judgment's impaired so they bring another one over and I'm thinking, if, if one tequila shot got them to ask me if I had a girlfriend, maybe one of them, after the second one, will give me a hug or a kiss on the cheek, or if I'm lucky, will kiss me on my mouth. 
Ooh, incremental. We get to the second one. None of that happens because that's, again, not how life works. And they decide, hey, let's do a third one. And I was like, I'm going to opt out of this third one. But everybody at the table did their third tequila shot, which is where the first part of the title comes. Three tequila shots. Uh, just keeping everybody up to date with the title. <laughs> yeah. Make sure everything I was, saying is I was about to start questioning me like, but you only did two tequila shots. But in the title of the story that we just it, heard, it clearly it stayed. Okay, so it was just everybody generally did everybody, a third shot. Tequila shots were and you didn't need a third shot. So maybe it was a stretch, Stephen. Maybe I stretched it for the title. Maybe that's. But I just want everyone to know that I'm not that dishonest. <laughs> I think the uh, t- the tangent here explaining it will cover your bases. Good, good. That's what I'm I'm trying to do. And so they take that shot. And then this very handsome Colombian man comes up and goes, hello, ladies, in his accent. And they immediately, like, hearts in their eyes. And they both, I am not kidding, leave with him. No, you yes. suave Colombian. Yes. All he said, he didn't even take a single tequila shot. He just said, hello, ladies, and they were gone, like, instantly. Well, I, at this point, have the, the like, thought to, I should check my phone. It's three in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, you have to be kidding me. I still have to get home because I have to be on a train the next morning at six to go to uh, Dresden, Germany, to do a bunch of tours and kind of study that area and just learn about the history. It was the site of fire bombings in World War II, so it has a very rich history, and, and you can see kind of you can kind of feel a piece of that. So I really wanted to get on that train, obviously, to go on this trip that I had paid for. Yeah, and I was I got to get home because in three hours I got to be back at the train station to like go to, to a different part of Germany. So I leave on my own. Everybody's like, hey, maybe like go with a friend. And I was like, nobody lives near me. I'll be fine. So I get to the first train. I go from point A to point B. Nail it. I mean, I'm talking, I am a perfect train rider in that scenario. <laughs> Second train, same thing. I am two for two. I am amazing at this. Uh, how many trains are we talking here? How many trains away from your house were you? I was four trains, Stephen. Four trains. So right now, two for two. It's great, two but really, two. you're let's only halfway. Go, let's go ahead and chalk up a three for three. Oh wow, seventy-five percent nailing it. I get to the fourth one, and all trains on this on this uh, this track, essentially this this uh, this train course, are supposed to run twenty-four hours, except train number four. And I don't know this until I get to train number four, and it's not it's not running. And I go, well, uh oh, that's not good. That's okay. I convince myself I have a photographic memory. I go upstairs, I look at the map, and I decide to walk the remaining, let's say, we'll go ahead and we'll say like three kilometers. Okay, so not crazy distance, but... Not crazy distance, but it is enough that like it's not like one street over, Mm, right? Yeah. So I start walking. Well, turns out I do not have a photographic memory, but I do have tequila surrounding my brain, and I walk for two kilometers in the wrong direction. Oh, no. So I am now, what did I say, three kilometers away? Mm-hmm. I am now five kilometers away, a sweet three miles for you American listeners. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was in my head conversion rate, not true. I just ran in high school. I am five kilometers away from my house. So I do what anybody does, and I flag down a taxi. And the taxi, I say dumbly, I say, hey, do you take credit card? And they say, no. And they try to drive off while I have like a leg in the taxi. Yes classic like that's a new york move we're talking taxi driver with robert de niro i'm walking here <laughs> that is just a classic taxi move i don't care where it you is. are taxis know that move they everybody knows that move no i'm out of here they and they had a card reader but i just was out of euros and they just didn't want to deal with me and i'm like sweating and like upset so i can understand 
and probably smell like tequila. Yeah. And, and disappointment. And <laughs> yeah. And so they, I go, wait, before you go, give me direct, can you give me directions to my house? She's like, the taxi guy was like, yeah, where is it? Uh, except it was obviously in a German accent. Because again, I, and again, guys, for those of you listening, I was in Germany. I don't know if I've said that enough on this story. Got it. Germany, German cab driver, not helping. German, not helping. And she, she tells me, and she go, and I go, which direction is it? And she points to the opposite direction of the way that I came. And I just like hang my head and start Charlie Brown walking the way back to my apartment. <laughs> Sad trombones playing in the Sad distance. trombones playing in the background, exactly. And I realize that some feels weird about where I am and I'm looking around and it's all kind of dark but there's a lot of neon and I don't know enough German to figure out at this point where I am or what the signs mean but I do know enough about life to know that the people wearing all leather coming out of the establishments are into some things that are more than vanilla oh my that's right I am in what is the more let's say uh, sexually progressive part of Berlin Mm. Uh, and if, if you've seen uh, the musical Cabaret, turns out I was in that area. And I'm, I'm kind of a freaked out little dude. You know, I'm, I'm young. I don't really, I don't know a whole lot about the world. And I just, I see the leather and I bolt. And I run just <laughs> all the way back and until I recognize where I am. I make it back to my uh, house apartment where I'm staying with a host family. And I look at the clock and it is 4.30 a.m. <laughs> okay, not bad. I close my eyes, I wake up, and for the first time in my entire life, because I didn't have any, I had just run probably like five kilometers. Yep. And again, that's three miles. I had just run that, laid down, had some alcohol in my system and no tolerance for it, woke up with what was the first and what I will say the worst hangover of my entire life. Undoubtedly. Got to the train station, made my train, got on the train, and it turns out the train doesn't have air conditioning. It is now 6 in the morning. I have one hour of sleep, three tequila shots in my body. I've run five kilometers, and I am sick for the whole train ride to Dresden. And that is the end of three tequila shots, two Italian women, and one dead train. Well, what a tale of woe and tequila. So have you had tequila since then? I have on occasion had it, but I've never done tequila shots since then. Right, but you just uh, sort of more of like a sipping, you'll get a, uh, some insipid or whatever. I'll have a margarita from time to time. Uh, there's an establishment in Nashville. Uh, I'll plug it. It's called The Flipside. On Tuesdays, it has two-for-one margaritas. Nice. Uh, there are a lot of numbers. I realize I've quantified everything in the last I love minutes. it, and I love the conversion, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, you get a I mean, good I, U.S. I fluid ounce is, of tequila in the margaritas on Tuesdays. Yeah, I mean, it's a shot, and a shot obviously is one ounce. So I'm if I'm putting two for one down, you guys, that's two. Uh, that is two ounces of tequila per everything else in that margarita per paid how much I'm paying. Wow, what a deal. Check it yeah, out. It's two ounces for the price of one ounce. <laughs> get down there, Nashville. <laughs> But yeah, so that's my that was my time in Germany, and I remember it like coming home and uh, like my mom, I was on the phone with that whole time, and because so it was like, I think Germany was seven hours behind the United States, and so I was calling her as she was like at work, like trying to get through her day, and her <laughs> her semi drunk son is like sweating and running through Berlin, just like pissed off. So it's that classic call that you got to deal with if you're the mom, and like she was she was like. Yeah, so you understand limits now? And I was like, yep, understand, uh, loud and clear. And uh, now 
I do not take tequila shots, no matter how many Italian women beg me to do them. There you go. Lesson learned. That's the whole point of these stories. You got to get that one good lesson. Well, and I, you know, I've been pitching that to every children's TV show that I can find an email for on the internet and no one will take it. What? Kids got to learn. Kids got to learn about tequila shots, you guys. Kids got to learn. Well, I'm glad that you made it out and you you made it to Dresden and it was still uh, bombed. Yeah, it had still been bombed. That had not changed. (laughs) But it was a good tour. You got a good tour out of it. It was a great tour. I learned a lot and I really sobered up when I got there. Uh, Yeah, those, um, the hangovers... The early morning forced trip hangovers, they uh, they go by pretty quick. Especially, but you probably sweat it out, right? You probably sweat I'd, it up on that train sauna. Oh, and honestly, the, I'd forgot the cherry on top is that we're on the train, and I remember in like my feverish like haze, looking out the window and seeing a couple fornicating on a bench. You seen like, that? <laughs> yes, like looking out and just be like, oh, that is disgusting. And then oh, like going wow. back into my pool of sweat and just like sad tears. That is the cherry on top because you don't often get to see public fornication. You do not. There are very rare instances of seeing public fornication and I saw it. Very rare instances. So if any listeners have seen public fornication, be sure to send a tweet to at Captain Calvis on Twitter and let us know. <laughs> I'm going to end up with a weird demographic of followers because uh, of this, this <laughs> podcast. I hope so. Great. <laughs> All right. So now move, moving on to the second segment of the podcast where we talk about your tweets. So now you have selected three of your tweets at Captain Calvis on Twitter. Yeah. Definitely everyone go give him a follow to see tweets such as these. So I will read this first one. Oh, no. Do you have them in front of you? Maybe you will. I do, I do have it. Would you like me to read them? Yeah, maybe you can read one and I'll read one. We'll go back and forth. Okay, cool. So this first one says, from the, my perspective, 34 across says, breakfast drink if it lived in Springfield. And my girlfriend or wife or partner says, try OJ Simpson. And I say, rubbing my temples, Jesus, Sharon, they already did. <laughs> get it because of trial that's the pun because you, you cannot try oj simpson twice you can only get him for another crime which they did yeah or try him civilly which they also did they also did and he's out now you guys he's back he oj simpson <clears throat> is back on the streets if anybody wants to uh read this tweet to him next time they see him that's right as of this recording the juice is loose so, the juice is loose so everyone just uh oj update on the podcast as you're well accustomed to that's our oj update so for all you oj apologists out there and for all of you uh very sexually progressive banging on a bench people out there definitely give captain calvis a follow (laughs) yeah and definitely send him a tweet about all of those things all right so i'll read this second tweet that we have from you uh and it is on your wedding day as the bride walks down the aisle i tap the priest on the shoulder is that her (laughs) because that doesn't make sense yeah you would know you'd have to know it just doesn't seem i mean this could be one of those arranged marriages but it's all like a secret you know on that that dating show they used to have was like bachelor number one yes but that's just straight to marriage (laughs) (laughs) just like yeah this is your guy it's not even it's like it's a 20 minute show and the first <laughs> the first episode, the first five minutes, they're just like, you know what? Screw this. Like, we're just going to set everybody up for marriage because we are tired of doing this show. Yeah. Groom number one. 
Step up. Here's your wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just people like getting set up with people and having no say in it. Yeah, it's just producers like you over here and now right down the aisle. <laughs> and all of them are, are reading this tweet aloud. <laughs> so classic tweet. I'm assuming that you're not married. So this is I'm not. Of, I'm um, very single. It's a fantastical scenario that you've created out of out of thin air. Were you at a wedding or what? what anything? It was wedding season, this, uh, and I think this was after I like find myself doing similar tweets over and over, like like similar formats. And this was me trying to like break out of that and just doing something absurd. And I love just like the I love Ernest stupidity, like I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, uh, it's a classic thing. Shout out to Ernest. Yeah, but yeah, it's a classic Ernest. Uh, <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. You know, we got camp. We got Give all me sorts that of camp. Movies. Ernest goes to camp. That's my favorite. My my screenwriting professor wrote one of those, and I cannot remember which one it is. Are but you he kidding? wrote one of the Ernest films. Oh yeah. man! Oh, the Halloween one was good too. That was like a more modern one, but it was still good. And the kids used milk to kill the trolls. Do you remember that? <laughs> How can you forget Ernest and the kids using milk to kill trolls? It's it, just not. It's it's undeniable. There's some very disgusting real uh, effects, practical effects in that movie. A lot of milk. And if listen, if you're gonna make a good movie, you guys, this is a t- this is a tip from me for free. Uh, someone who's not made that many movies <laughs> put put a lot of milk in that film. All right, there. You, well, yeah. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny if that's good advice or not, but I'm writing it down. <laughs> Here's what I'll tell you: it may not be good or bad. It may just be advice. Mm, the dairy board got to you too. They did. Uh, that's what this whole thing's been about, Stephen. It's a setup. It's a sting. It's me and the dairy board coming for your podcast. And a bit of a tangent. This might be strange. We get milk in bags here. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What the hell? It's just easier. It's way better. You get your plastic container, right? And then you can get three bags in a bag. And but boom No dealing with these cartons. You know, you're fiddling with trying to open it. We have those too, but also the bags. So you guys, your milk is very sloshy. You've got some sloshy milk. <laughs> yeah, we slosh it. We slosh a milk bag around. And uh, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, when we were kids in school, you get the little milk bags and you like poke a straw through it, sort of like a, no, that is like a Capri Sun, but it's just milk. Look, I'm I'm very pro Canadian. All of my friends will tell you I'm pro Canadian, but that milk bag shit has got to go. Yeah, I mean it's just interesting. I think we just uh, it's just economy of scale, right? Everyone should be doing it. Somebody just put up who was it? Somebody just put up a tweet showing that uh, cows have fart bags have you seen that what <clears throat> no they, i have not please explain it's like collecting the methane gas from cow farts and making sure it goes into these bags oh right to save so the that atmosphere it doesn't, like, go into the world oh yeah that's good greenhouse gases because it's a that's the number one yeah, greenhouse gas but also just like the idea of the the three words cow fart bag like and, that, that and that's like a genius idea that could save the world. <laughs> and somebody pitched that, and it's not something that somebody wrote for fun on a bathroom stall. It's like a practical application. Hey, I'm going to get some. For you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to stop it however I can. I'm trying to help out here. Oh, climate change nice. is real, people. Yeah, and we have to change ourselves before we can stop the climate from changing. That's right. Now, that por- important announcement brought to you by Captain Calvis on Twitter, which brings Captain us Calvis to... Captain Calvis on Twitter and also <laughs> the dairy board. Oh, those dairy bastards. All right. <laughs> so the final Captain tweet that we will get to. Uh, do you want to grab that one? I would love to. <laughs> My wife <laughs> says, the kitchen is burning to the ground. We have to call the fire marshal. And then I say to the fire, Marshall, stop burning my kitchen. 
<laughs> you thought the fire was called Marshall? Fires can't have names. We can't name fires, you guys. That's the joke. That is that... wild. That is wild. And now I noticed that you spelled Marshall with two L's. I did, yeah. I recently found out that fire Marshall or that only has one L. And that's another classic example of the idiocy that I'm putting out on my Twitter account. No, I, I love not- it because it's a name. Exactly. So I guess it works. I got lucky. You got lucky, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just for all you grammar nerds, like I almost fell for that. Or I think I did fall for it. <laughs> Ugh, yikes. Well, thank Yeesh. you <laughs> for submitting those tweets. I know it's hard to pick just three out of your hundreds and hundreds of great tweets. So thank you for making those choices. Steven, I want to go on. I just want to be honest with the listeners. It's kind of that you said hundreds of my tweets are great, but I would say maybe 12 of them are good. So just a so hot not dozen. Open Everybody follow Captain Calvis for those hot <laughs> dozen tweets. <laughs> but they uh, keep on coming still, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will keep churning out those hot dozen in hopes that it will be a baker's dozen soon. But l- ladies and gentlemen, people of the jury, I cannot promise anything. Well, uh, thank you for the disclaimer. Listeners, follow at your own discretion. Uh, This brings us to the next segment, which is your picks from other people. Oh, very good. Yes, let us spread the love. Some funny accounts here. Like the first one, at Tommy Tough Stuff. Tommy Tough Stuff on Twitter. So his tweet says, it's a prison riot. He's standing around his origami ducks. Go around! Go around! <laughs> I So whenever I'm judging, like, when somebody's like, what's your favorite tweet that you've seen from somebody, it's always stuff that's, like, legitimately made me laugh. Because there are some where you're like, oh, that's clever, like, but nothing audible happens. And the first time I read this tweet, I think I had just gotten off work, it was late, uh, and I saw this, and I laughed so hard I cried. Oh, that's, that is high praise. That's, yeah, and, that's the pinnacle. Yeah, this is this is one this is one of my favorites for sure, like all time, and and that's how I kind of rated these. When you were like pick three for this, I was like, I'm gonna pick the ones that made me laugh, like full on, like actual out loud laughter, and people like looking at me like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> yep. Well, that is the correct methodology for picking the tweets, as I tell the guests. Always pick ones that affected you emotionally, and yeah, if it made you laugh out loud, that is the ideal situation. Made you laugh till you cry, even better. So yeah, and yeah. Then, I mean, and then I mean, two more hours after that, I'm sitting in the shower just weeping because that just unearthed so much stuff I had not worked through. Oh wow, it just really got to you, eh? Oh, ooh, uh, yeah. Well, you never know what a tweet about origami ducks in a prison riot will do. Unearth some wild past shit from you. Yeah, you're like, oh, I never knew Mrs. Thatcher had that origami dog on her desk. Yeah, exactly. And she was so mean to me. And I cried there. And now I'm crying in the shower with all my origami ducks, reading tweets in the shower again that I've already read once tonight about origami ducks. That's a full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Just you crying and YouTubing how to fold origami ducks. like crying into tissues that i'm trying to fold (laughs) into origami ducks but the tissues are getting wet and they don't yeah it won't fold it's so wet and so then i keep crying and it's just a perpetual cycle well very good first tweet uh from tommy tough stuff uh everyone go check him out uh next uh tweet comes from our friend tom at at barknado69 nice and the tweet first day as surgeon your husband, he, finger guns, didn't make it. 
I adore this tweet because I can act it out for people and then credit Tom, of course, at Barknado69, a good guy, great dude, and credit him and act it out. And it is funny both on Twitter and act it out. Not a lot of things get that get that credit. It's a funny IRL move. You can do it. Uh, Exactly. It doesn't quite come across on an audio podcast. You really got to act out the finger guns i was acting it out but uh, you couldn't really see because it's just audio um so your husband he didn't make it <laughs> is what perfect, it would sound like perfect uh, a little bit of finger guns in there uh yeah and definitely shout out to tom everyone follow at barknado 69 very cool and very nice guy have you spoken to him in outside of twitter or uh, met him or anything like that no he's somebody that i've just recently connected with but he's just he seems like a cool dude and definitely somebody that i could see myself hanging out with yeah that's what i was going for could totally hang yeah. with them you could hang with tom and yeah. also everybody i would like to add on to the follow tom plug um go ahead and act out this tweet and if you do act it out definitely at tom and i tom is barknado 69 i am captain calvis we would love to see this tweet acted out yeah act it out act it out for your friends and if they get to laugh maybe do a video of it <laughs> we want to see even if it the doesn't get a laugh even if you just bomb in front of your friends or your family we want to see it yeah when you're like oh i shouldn't have done that in front of the judge but <laughs> yeah exactly it was inappropriate at, but... <laughs> uh, an oj recreation trial similar to like civil war reenactments well there you go everyone follow tom t-h-o-m some toms have an h sometimes some do not sometimes do not like the next Tom that I'm going to mention at Trojan Sauce. Now, you picked a Trojan Sauce tweet as one of your top three, but unfortunately, it's already been discussed ad nauseum on the podcast because it's a great tweet. It's, uh, it is brilliant, even though Tom uh, just sucks, but he, <laughs> it's a good tweet, so we had to acknowledge it. We got to acknowledge it. It was, um, if you heard the Tom episode, he talks about chucking rocks uh, or skipping stones on a lake, and he says, take that, you fucking lake. So, <laughs> so it's a great tweet, but uh, won't be read again on here because I asked you to submit a replacement, and you have selected from our friend Josh at I wear a onesie. This classic tweet <clears throat> uh, pulls back curtain while wife is in the shower. Are we stop screaming? It's just me. Are we out of Cheetos? It would have been good if I could put some screaming in the background. I know that that one is hard to act out. I'm telling you that some of them you can and some of them you cannot. Some you can, some you can't. But obviously, this one affected you emotionally. You got to you got to chuckle out of this. Josh has a lot of great ones. Yeah, he's he actually. I he and I were talking today. I just found out that I had not followed him like a real big timer. What? And Oof. I was just a true chach. And so I messaged him and apologized, of course, just to be like, hey, sorry. And then I was like, hey, your your Cheetos tweet is great. And then you had asked for a replacement, and so I searched his Cheetos tweets. That dude, I'm not kidding, has maybe close to 100 tweets about Cheetos. <laughs> wow. It's a, for real, for real. Like, has so many, and we talked about that for a second. It's a subject rife for commentary. It's his thing. Everybody's got to have a brand, you know, and I don't want to limit him, but it sounds like Cheetos maybe should hit him up. Oh, yeah, that's great when, um, when real-life brands through Twitter make connections i think i want to mention your pal mild sauce who was a friend of the show recently yes. interacted with kfc the brand that we all know uh colonel sanders at al and they sent him a golden fax machine i'm not joking they sent him a physical golden fax machine because he like tweeted at them so it was really uh really weird weird and cool thing so shout out to 
KFC. Shout out to your your pal Miles Us. Everyone, check out his episode and mention complete. There it is. Yeah, I was just gonna say we got to bring that because that, that was the funniest. Somebody went to all the trouble of getting a fax machine, painting it, finding out how to send it to them, and then sending a fax machine that they remember bought. Spray painted and sent. <laughs> yeah, with a like a handwritten or like a typed letter from Colonel yeah. Sanders. Colonel Sanders himself. Himself. Yeah, that's, I mean, on KFC on letterhead. <laughs> yeah, insane. Absolutely insane. So very cool. Shout out to your pal Mouse Sauce and shout out to Josh. Thank you, Kellen, for picking all these tweets. Um, everyone, follow all those dudes and dudettes. And now we get two questions from Twitter. <laughs> I should have a theme for that, but I don't yet. I prefer, I actually like you just singing it. (laughs) All right. I'll get lessons. I'll get better. Now, the first question comes from friend of the show, uh, Mike Bigby, at Mike Bigby on Twitter. And he asks, love me? Oh, boy. Here it is. So this, and I I know why this is coming on. I have uh, previously mentioned Mike Bigby on a separate podcast and just, I mean, really gave him the what for. And I think he's, he's concerned that I don't love him. And Mike, I'm sorry that I gave you the what for. I do, in fact, love you. Yes, that's the heartwarming answer that I was hoping for. We made up, you guys. Everybody that was worried about the Bigby, Calvus beef, it's over. It's quenched. Quenched. I quenched the beef. Officially, you know, that's the second Big B beef that's been quenched on this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to say that this is like the Big B beef squenching you guys, podcast. If, but If you have a problem with Mike Big B, come on this podcast and go through all of, do all of the segments, but make sure that you quench that beef. You quench the beef with Big B. <laughs> we'll get, <laughs> we'll Skype him in and get Big B to be online when we quench future beefs because I think this could be a recurring segment. <laughs> Steven, if you decide to do a whole podcast network, you can uh, bring in Big B as his own podcast called The Quenching the Beef with Big B, <laughs> where he just so brings many. in all the people he's pissed off. <laughs> he's got loads of uh, beef to squash. I think we got at least a couple se- good seasons out of that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, at least. Well, I'm glad to hear uh, that we love Big B, so shout out to Big B. Everyone go follow Mike Big B and check out his comedy videos that he does. Very funny. All right. The next question comes from aforementioned, just breeze by that, aforementioned friend of the show, Tom at Trojan Sauce, and he gives us a would you rather. Would you rather every time you talk, it had to be through a kazoo, or that your nose was really baggy, so you had to lift it up to eat or talk? So, a lot to break down, talking through a kazoo, or baggy nose. Oh, we've lost a connection. We've lost the connection with Kellen Schneider, but I will call him back and we'll see what he's saying. Maybe he didn't answer the Hey, Steve. Oh. I don't know what happened. Hey, I think we we got disconnected. Did you go into a tunnel? I no. I'm sitting down. That is weird. I've never had that happen, but first time for everything on the old podcast. 
Um, you guys, I just want to say that I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened, but I, I'm back and I'm better than ever. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave in the awkward like two and a half minutes where I was just sitting here just being like, uh-oh, I think we're disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, enjoy that. Now, where were we? I think we were talking about questions from Twitter. I we, think... just, we just wrapped up with Digby and you said second question and then everything. And went, as we remember, went to just complete, utter, fiery shit. <laughs> so the second question comes from us. It comes to us from friend of the show, Tom at Trojan Sauce. And his question is a would you rather. So listen up. Would you rather every time you talk, it had to be through a kazoo or that your nose was really baggy. So you had to lift it up to eat or talk. It's a very interesting question. Thank you, Tom. That's a great question, Tom. Uh, no, great question from a mediocre guy. <laughs> I would say there there are many implications to both because imagine having to like give a serious announcement with a kazoo mouth. Mm, um, yeah, that's that's frustrating. Or sneezing with floppy nose. I think the more pressing issue with floppy nose is lifting it up to eat or talk, as Tom mentions. I'm just worried about sneezing. I don't want to hit somebody. You know, you like sneezing is a very uncontrollable chaotic act that we do not we take for granted, in my opinion. But with a droopy nose, you're, I mean, that thing's flying around. And then who knows what's flying out of it and where. <laughs> How much are you sneezing? You need to get some oh, allergy I, pills. I am, I'm a sneeze aficionado. <laughs> you subscribe to Sneeze Weekly or? I do. Oh, my gosh. But it's hard to read because my <laughs> eyes are always all teary and I'm always sneezing. Yeah, it's all, the magazine's always soggy and gross. Oh, yeah. And that's before it gets to me. Yeah. I mean, publishers are just <laughs> drenching the, out there. The editor all the way through to the delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that comes in contact with it is allergic to it. So I don't. So I think you're leaning kazoo? I'm kazoo mouth. I'm pro kazoo mouth. He's leaning kazoo. So he's thinking kazoo, uh, even though he'd have to have you know awkward breakups. But th- I think the girlfriend will be used to it by then, right? She'd have to. I mean, she would know. She wouldn't be dating. It's not going to happen in mid relationship. It's going to be my whole life. So she's going to have settled down knowing that, and she'll have heard "I love you," "I'm mad at you," all through a kazoo. So she'll get. She'll be fine when she hears "I'm leaving you for uh, yeah. an attorney" or something. At the top of the aisle, she heard, "Is that her?" <laughs> <laughs> through a really just like raspy kazoo. <laughs> Great. So kazoo is the is the choice, uh, I think, too. Plus, it's got a, I mean, appearances and everything, folks, but the baggy nose thing, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you can't get away from that. No. So thank you for your very interesting question, Tom, and everyone check him out at Trojan Sauce and listen to his episode of the podcast. Next question comes from friend of the show, Timmy, at the Timmy Toes, and Timmy asks his classic three questions. So, one, colons or dashes or parentheses for list numbering? I would say uh, I'm a dash guy. Dash. Yes. I'm going to go dash too. And it should be noted that Timmy used the colon for the first question, a dash for the second question, and a parenthetical for the third. So He's too smart for his own good. So smart. Had to add these layers into the tweet, and I had to let everyone know. So the second question from Timmy is, ankle socks or crew socks? Knee socks? Absolutely not knee socks because, like I said, I already have a fear of looking like Punky Brewster. Deep seated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's in there. I mean, that's wrenched in, up in my brain. I would say I am a big like. I, right now, I've been wearing a lot of the like half, sh- like up your shin Nike socks, and I'm just in that area right now. 
I think okay. it's because I could only afford to buy one pair or like one pack of socks at the time. And so that's what I've been living off of. But really, I don't mind. So crew is the crew. Is that what a crew a crew song? Yeah, crew. You crew it up, you pull them up just to the right shin length. <laughs> right up there, right mid-shin. up on the shin. You get that mid shin. Um mid-shin. I used to wear so many crew socks when I was a kid that the skin on my shin did not grow in. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, pretty weird. Did you just just so I heard that correctly. You said the skin on your shin did not grow in? No, the hair. I misspoke. The, oh, the that, hair, I, you know you what? Know. Screw it. We're going with skin on shin did not grow. Yeah, in. it was straight to the bone, uh, and I never thought anything about it. Wait, so the hair right there was completely bare? It was bare. I have little pear, bare patches. Oh, my goodness. So, pretty weird. A little behind That's the curtain amazing. for the listener. <laughs> yeah. People are going to ask to see your legs when you do a meetup at some sort of podcast like, con. You ready to see them? <laughs> you ready to see the smooth <laughs> patches? That went, I was imagining people asking you to see them but you went with i'm going to show people this i'm just approaching strangers i don't even know what you're talking about i don't know you i have a podcast i've talked about this on you have you've heard the episode i know you have don't play coy with me okay so crew socks that's what we're saying (laughs) now number three the question is the worst breakfast cereal is worst breakfast cereal oh i would say like off off brand like crispix off-brand Crispix, so no-name Crispix. No-name Crispix, just like a bad wheat Chex, like no flavor. Why would anyone eat that? Gross. Like, Because there are other ways to get your fiber. Like, there are better cereals. Like, that That should have been taken off the market forever ago. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. Normally, you ask what your favorite cereal might be, which I will ask. What is your favorite cereal? It's a toss-up. I love Reese's Puffs, okay. and I also love Crunchberry. Ah, brings out the kid in you. It does. Both of those do. Uh, I will say, you guys, one thing that goes in cereal that's very important is milk. Oh, no. You buy the dairy board. (laughs) Damn you. Yeah, well, it had to happen. Somebody had to say it. It's me. And there's no way to edit that out. It's too mixed in. If you're you're not taking out that two-minute silence where you're just talking to yourself, you better (laughs) goddamn believe you're not taking out that milk plug. Not Not only not taking it out, but adding extra milk plugs. (laughs) <laughs> after oh yeah just like cutting in more like yeah. i'll record some and send them to you and you will add them <laughs> in for the two minute silence or do like a mark mcgark pod like this podcast brought to you by milk milk <laughs> shout out to mark mcgark everyone check out making friends with mark mcgark now available on itunes yeah all right so thank you timmy at the timmy toes for all your great questions as always great friend of the show everyone listen to his episode also and now we brings us to the next question from the lovely and hilarious isabel at Isabel Zotan, I hope I am pronouncing that correctly, Pigeon Fancier asks, if you could physically fight any celebrity, no chance of legal repercussions, who would it be and why? Ooh, man. This, again, you could take this in multiple directions. Is there a celebrity I'm mad at? Say they've made a bad choice in their career. Do I fight them for that? Or do I go the, the channel of like, which celebrity would make the funniest noises when I'm fighting them? And that, I think, I feel like... I, I love Seth Rogen, but I feel like fighting him would be so funny because that dude already, like, straight up no fighting makes the weirdest noises with his body and mouth. Yeah, he does. He really does. And you add in, like, now he's in a, he's in a brawl. I mean, he's, he's, he's grunting in that weird, like, ugh. But he's also, like, he's also, like, exhaling and, like, just, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, he's smoking a ton of weed, so it would be easy. He's all distracted yeah, and by I'm, that. I mean, I'm quick, Stephen. If there's one thing I am, it's fast. 
I'm 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 running a forty in two seconds flat. Yeah, you're running five kilometers in Germany in however long at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, I mean fast. <laughs> that like, is we're fast. Moving. So I'm I'm dancing around Seth Rogen, just a flurry of fists, and listening to the funny like cacophony of, of grunts and squeaks. So you're doing it for the sounds. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's your motivation for the. I feel fighting. like that avoids like me like that. That's a humorous approach at beating up a celebrity. You know. Yeah, there's nothing malicious in this, and I know there's nothing malicious from the question. I think she was thinking of uh, what a funny answer you could come up with, and I think that you did. Oh, perfect. Well, I hope that I, I lived up to the pigeon fancier standard. <laughs> yes, and definitely everyone go follow Isabel at Isabel Zatun, Z-A-W-T-U-N, I-S-A-B-E-L. <laughs> and, and to translate there for you American listeners, you guys, that is Z-A-W-T-U-N. Uh, that again. This old, <laughs> this old, old can debate. of worms. Uh, have you heard me saying about or a boot? I have, but here's the thing. I don't mind it. I just am translating for those Americans who do mind it. Yeah, I guess that's true. So thank you for your American translation. Maybe I'll get you done. I have been to Germany. Therefore, I am quite culturally aware. I am not just a Midwestern, you know, stuck up little prince. I am culturally aware and willing to translate for those of our listeners here, Stephen, that are not. And the, those of our hosts. <laughs> and those of our hosts. <laughs> Ah, well, lovely. So thank you very much, Isabel. And we move on now to the final question. And it comes to us from Bun at Eminmean. Kind of looks like Eminem, but it's M-I-E-N at the end. Yeah, I, 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 we got to ask him about uh, that, the origin of that, the etymology, because I think it's Eminem and he just spelled it wrong. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or like Eminem somehow was taken. So he had to... Yeah, somehow. I wonder how that could be. <laughs> so he had to like finagle a different one. So uh, Bun, if you're listening, which I hope you are, please let us know at Captain Calvis at FOTS pod. And the question that Bun asks is, since you're a pirate, in your AVI you're a pirate, <clears throat> so since, sure. you're, since you're a pirate, is it true the real treasure is the friends you make along the way? I will say it's one of the treasures, but it's really hard to quantify friendship when you got a whole chest of gold. Hey, that booty. Curvy <laughs> <laughs> dog. Yar. So any um, reason behind the pirate in your AVI? Again, phonetic. So uh, Calvis was a nickname that I've had for a couple of years. And I was ready to kind of shift. That This account used to be my personal account. And I was ready to shift over and just write jokes and stop uh, having people I knew like message me and be like, I hate your jokes. You're not funny. Uh, I wanted internet strangers to do that. So right. I rebranded. <laughs> and uh, Captain sounds good with Calvis, just phonetically. They're both hard uh, consonants. And so I, I thought Captain Calvis would be a good way to go. And uh, had just learned Photoshop and made a terrible, terrible ABI and did several iterations of it. And then Dave Cactus called me out for it the day that we first like interacted. He said, also, <laughs> you're your profile picture looks like a bad Christmas ornament. And I said, I messaged him. He made me a new one, and it was me, but uh, as a pirate. And then I got the, obviously, the, like, inevitable Frovo AVI, designed by the at F-R-O underscore V-O, I believe. Yes, shout um, out to Frovo. Great, great guy. Great guy, very funny. Uh, one of your competitors in the wordsmithing world. Uh, you two are, have been known the corner of the market for your uh, your tweets, and you both are just very funny at, at, at Making us think of- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, thank you very much. And yeah, Frovo is the best. Everyone go check him out and send him your tweets on Thursdays because he does a great call. 
He does do a great call. That's a cool thing that he does. Um, but he, so he made my new ABI, and it, it resembles me when I have long hair, but a little bit more intense. Oh, so that does have uh, it does have you embedded in there, even though it's a cartoon. It does, yes. It does have me. It, it is based off of me a little bit and up to Frobo's interpretation. Ah, I love it. That's sort of like uh, the Todd Williams, too. It's sort of like a cartoony AVI, but it's his face in there. Ooh, very cool. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Awesome. So that brings us to the wrap-up section. It's winding down. Podcast is nearing an end. Hope we don't get disconnected again because oh. <laughs> we're close to the final segment where we talk about all the stuff you need to plug and what you're going to do with your life in L.A. Yeah. Well, first off, plugs. Check out uh, funnierdie.com backslash Kellen Schneider. Uh, you can check out my articles there. Check Link out in the show notes. <laughs> What's that? Link in the show notes to all of your yeah. websites. And then check out KellenSchneider.com. That's my real life name. You can find me uh, on Instagram at KellenSchneider.com or at KellenSchneider. And then KellenSchneider.com hosts all the sketches I've made, articles I've written, short stories I've got up. That uh, a, fun, a fun joke there is that people just don't read them. And there's some fun stuff in there. So check them out. And I, I think short stories, articles, essays, links Ooh, to my All tweets, the content, guys. If you want content... Let me I've tell you, it. it's there. Yeah, and that's really all I want to promote. I am just, I'm a 21-year-old who loves to write, uh, loves making comedy, meeting people, and I'm about to move out to L.A. and hope to do that on a more professional scale. It's going to yeah. take some time. I think you're going to do it. I um, am looking through your um, your article titles right now, so let's uh, name some, like, Five Balding Celebrities Who Are Strong Now. Uh, <laughs> six Pranks I Pulled on My Grandma I Do Not Regret, and One I Do. I, that one, a fun story about that one, I got chewed out a fair amount for that one. Not by anyone at Funny or Die. The people at Funny or Die are amazing. If you guys don't check out their stuff, you totally should. Uh, that's a plug for Funny or Die. Great people over there. But uh, their fan base apparently has decided it is off limits to make fun of Grandma. So, oh, yeah. That one's more than half die. Yeah, it's, I mean, they got angry. You should check out the comments on that when you have time because it's really funny. I will definitely check it out, and all the listeners should too. Um, like I said, link in the show notes, kellenschneider.com for all your Kellen Schneider needs. <laughs> Great. So if there's nothing else, then I shall wrap it up by playing the theme. Same theme as before, but then we say Real bye. fast. I just want to say thank you for having me on, Stephen. This has been a blast. This is a great thing that you do. Keep it up. Also, you guys, make sure you give your host some love. He's great. And I would like to say hello to my parents, who will be allowed to listen to this one, even though I swear. All right. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Schneider. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Appreciate the downloads. Um, So now, and if there's anyone else, we can say goodbye now. Uh, thank you for coming on. It was a great episode. I had a lot of fun. Dude, that was a good time. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. And um, for anyone else listening, thank you as well. Yes, we love you. And all we love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Kellen. If you did, we would love to hear from you. Please send us a message at FOTSPod on Twitter. And also maybe ask a question for a future guest. And maybe go ahead and follow at SkinnerSteven because that would be my favorite thing. Thank you to Ruby Coast for providing the music. Please visit StephenWSkinner.com for all the episodes and subscribe to get a new episode automatically every Monday. 
Thank you so much for listening. Yes, you. Thank you. And have a great one. <laughs>